This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk, and hardcore bands like Smoke on Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Her Head's on Fire, The Darling Fire, and many more. It's very simple. All the bands on Iodine are a great fit on this podcast. The label is run by great people with good values. And if you're a vinyl lover, check their gorgeous selection of colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine Recordings, for supporting the show. Check the show notes or go to iodinerecords.com. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 82. If it's your first time in the crowd, welcome. My name is Emilie Plamondon. I'm from Quebec City in Canada, and I'm your host. Every week on this podcast, I interview great punk rock-related people, and I make you discover bands from all around the world through my repugnations. Today, my guest is Vinny Fiorello, former member of Less Than Jake. He's also playing in The Inevitables, but today we talked about the new punk rock museum that will open in Vegas in January. I also repugned you the bands Das Kate from Argentina and The Little Rock from Indonesia. I hope you're ready, my friends, because the show is starting now. Hi, beautiful punk rock humans. I hope you are doing great. I'm good. Right now, it's Saturday night for me. I just got home. I was having dinner with my mom, my sister, my brother-in-law, and all my hairy nephews, Wally, Swiffon, and Cookie Monster, two dogs and one cat. <laughs> I also have a human nephew, but he wasn't there. He was with his mom. And we had a very nice dinner full of laughs and great conversations as usual. And now it's 10 p.m. and I'm recording this episode. So I think it's a perfect night. I'm having a red tea. I'm wearing my very comfy pajama. Pajama. So... It's a perfect night for me, seeing families and dedicate my life to punk rock. <laughs> Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to talk to you about a lot of things. But first, a very, very sad news we heard um, a few days ago. The punk rock scene is grieving the loss of D.H. Peligro. He was the drummer of Dead Kennedys. He died at the age of 63 because of an accidental fall that caused um, trauma to his head. It's super sad and I really hate that kind of news for real. And I didn't know him personally, of course, but from what I can read uh, here and there, um, he seemed to be a very happy guy, a bringer of joy and a very talented guy for sure. So yeah, that's such a big loss for the scene. Also, I wanted to talk to you about something I'm very excited about. So next week, I'm gonna watch Anti-Flag play live twice in a row. So two days in a row in Quebec City. Um, next Sunday, I'm gonna see them in a pretty big venue in Quebec. I haven't seen them in a while, so uh, those shows are more than welcome. So the first night, they're gonna play with one of my favorite bands from Quebec called Les Vulgaires Machins. They just released a new album. It's gonna be fantastic. Also a band that I haven't seen in a while because they, they were on a hiatus. So I'm very excited, but you know what I'm even more excited about is that Anti-Flag is gonna play the next day in my favorite venue called Lanty, but it's a small venue 
venue. It's like 200 people only, not even, maybe 150. So it's going to be a very intimate and small show of anti-flag. And oof, I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to play like some old songs. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very different set list. Ah, I'm excited. Can't wait to talk to you about that after. Also, I think it It's probably very fun for them to play in a small jam-pack venue. Ah, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> also, as you may know, Iodine Recordings is still sponsoring the show today. And I wanted to tell you that the Iron Roses and Joe McMahon are going soon to Europe from November 28 to December 12. Um, so check their dates. If you're like in Switzerland, Germany, UK, etc., you probably have a great show coming close to your place and you have to go there. Actually, it makes me want to travel to see that show. <laughs> I have another news for you. This time it's about Christmas. Um, I don't like Christmas. I'm not a fan of Christmas. I don't hate Christmas, but... I just don't feel excited about it. Uh, I don't have kids. My grandparents that I loved so much are not here anymore. Um, I like. I used to be very close to my extended family on my dad's side, but because of COVID, they fell into deep conspirationist theories. So it's kind of sad, you know, we don't do Christmas parties anymore. And I'm super close to my father, my mom, my sister, but we see each other very often already. So Christmas is like, it's fun. Like we do special meals and gifts, but it's not that special. And I'm not a fan of asking for gifts and giving gifts. <laughs> for me, it's a source of anxiety to go buy gifts and find what I, I'm gonna ask you know so yeah I'm not a big fan of Christmas and also it's early November it's way too early to talk to you about Christmas but the Misfits are gonna release a Christmas beer it's in collaboration with Halftime Beverage and it's gonna be called Horror Xmas It's a stout and it seems to be only available in the United States so I can't even taste it <laughs> Um, but I think it's fun for people in the US who love stouts. I wish they could make also a non-alcoholic option and spread it all around the world. And before we go to our first repunk mendation of today, I want to say welcome to Corey on the Patreon. <laughs> She's from Germany. Her favorite bands are Boy Sets Fire, Incubus, and she loves her kids, of course, her dogs, and also making vegan cakes. I love vegan cakes. I want vegan cakes, please. Okay, let's listen to some great music. My first repunkmendation for you today is for the band Das Kate from Argentina. They are playing great melodic hardcore skate punk music. And I want to say thank you to the listener Nico for sending me the suggestion. I fell in love with that band immediately. So let's listen to their latest single, Tenochtitlan. I hope I'm pronouncing well. If I don't, I'm really, really sorry. And I'm very excited to hear the upcoming album coming soon. ¿Qué va a pasar? Si no la traemos siempre a los políticos. 
Hey punk rock human, if you like merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Sly tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Interview. A few months ago, I saw some publications on social media about a new punk rock museum and I was immediately super curious about it. I thought it was such a great thing for the punk rock scene, so I wanted to know more about it. That's why I talked with Vinny Fiorello, because he's the co-founder of the museum, but also, yeah, of course you know him because he used to play in Less Than Jake, he's playing in The Inevitables, he had also many, many other projects but today we definitely focused on the punk rock museum but i think i'm gonna invite him on the podcast again just to talk about music because he was so much fun to talk to but yeah today we talked about who had this rad idea to start a punk rock museum why is it in vegas what's gonna be in it the concept we also talked about the team the steps to build the museum and to make it work because it's a lot a lot of work we also talked about the artists who contributed to the content of the museum some other fun stuff that we can find there because it won't be only like some exposures uh what's the word again <laughs> exhibits it won't be only some exhibits you can do a lot of things there too and we also talked about many things i want to say thank you to melanie k from fat records canada to help me to um, plan and organize this interview and at the end of the chat you're gonna hear the excellent song from the inevitables the weight of the worry enjoy recording in progress Hey, hey. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Super happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, where are you on this crazy planet? Are you in Florida? I, I, I am in Gainesville, Florida. So right now, uh, about uh, 10 minutes away from me is the fest is raging yeah. downtown. Are yeah. you going? I, I, I will be there later today. Uh, I went for a little bit last night, but uh, I have uh, I have to leave to go to Las Vegas for uh, a museum trip. So yeah. that's on uh, that's on Tuesday. So I need to prepare for it. So it's been uh, crazy. I wish I'd be at the fest. We could have done this in person. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. You know, living in Gainesville, everyone that comes to fest is like. Gainesville is amazing. This is this is great, but it's it's great because the fest is happening. Once everybody goes, it's still a great city, but it's not as definitely not as exciting or cool. Yeah, I see. <laughs> but uh, yeah. once a year is the best, the best thing in the world. I've been there four years ago at the fest, and it was just mm. so much fun. We have a similar festival in Quebec in uh, in Montreal. 
It's Pudza Fest. Uh, I, I, I've played Pudza yeah. Fest before. So, Hell yeah. Uh, it's super fun. Always a good time. Good. Montreal is a great city for punk rock, too. So Yeah, Quebec City and Montreal. I'm in Quebec City. Quebec and yeah. Montreal are great punk rock cities for real. So 100%. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's funny because when you're, when you're in a punk rock band and you're talking about going, uh, to Canada and you're like, you know, Montreal is going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. You know, Quebec city is going to be a great show and obviously, uh, Toronto, but, uh, Quebec yeah. city and Montreal, that's punk rock cities, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've been hosting a radio show here since 2004, and I'm not even close to be bored or tired of it because the scene is just amazing. So Absolutely. That's fun. So uh, I'm very happy to have you on the show. Um, I would love to talk about a lot of all your projects, like past, present, future project, but I want to focus on the Punk Rock Museum today because it's such an, uh, an exciting project. And so maybe you can talk to me about who got the idea of doing it and like just the beginning of it, the, the, the first idea of it. Sure. You know, it's about two years ago, uh, I got a call from, from Fat Mike and he said, hey, I'm thinking about uh, opening a, a punk rock shop, Vegas punk rock shop. Uh, oh. you know, it has all, like all the best merch and we make our own merch. And I was like, that's cool. He's like, I was talking to Lisa Brownlee, which I've known for a long time. Uh, I've been talking to Lisa Brownlee and we're going to come together. And we're going to make this shop. I was like, count me in. This is awesome. Nice. Two days later, I get a phone call from him go, okay, the shop's not going to happen, but it's going to kind of happen. We're going to make a gift shop. But the bigger thing is punk rock museum. And I went, Whoa, that's awesome. I'm, I'm down. Right. So that started a, a journey, man. It's been almost uh, December 15th will be two years of working on it. Wow. So what uh, was it supposed for, to be in me, Vegas um, since the beginning or always, oh, always. Okay. Why Vegas? Oh, I, you know what? Some people go, oh, you know, like Vegas is such a weird thing for the punk rock museum. But is it? it? It's for me, it's one of the major hubs for tourism in the United States. Right. So uh, you have the infrastructure, which is like uh, cheap hotels and uh, a way to get there through through buses and everything mm-hmm. like that. For me, it makes complete sense. If we were going to put it in Los Angeles or if we we're going to put it in New York, the museum would be a fraction of the size. You know, yeah. we have 12,000 <laughs> square feet of museum, which is massive. When you walk into it, you go, oh, my God, the building's massive, you know. So if we put that in either one, you know, uh, Los Angeles or New York City or Chicago or any really big city in the United States, it would be uh, literally a fraction yeah. of the size comparatively to what we have in Vegas. Oh, good. So at first it was supposed to be a shop and then like you were like, no, there's too many things we could do. So let's do a museum. <laughs> I love this. You, you know what? It, it's uh, for me when I I had gotten the call from Mike and I was down for the shop. And then when he said, hey, uh, the shop's still going to happen, but it's going to be a gift shop inside the punk rock museum. Yeah. I went, this is all, this is absolutely awesome and such a good idea that immediately I was on board, not even thinking twice about it. It's, hey, do you want to do it? 
Yeah. You know, as a punker, you know, there, there's a point now where I'm heading into my uh, 38th year as a punk rocker mm-hmm. and to be able to kind of uh, visually assemble the history of that five decades worth of punk rock music. I mean, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah. At first I was like, it seems to me like it's a legacy, like a legacy of all the old punk rockers <laughs> that we like, like, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, we had announced it was about uh, almost three weeks ago that we officially announced. And a lot of people are like, is it just going to be an epitaph and fat records museum, like a nineties punk rock? But, and I can see that, you know, people saying that, but I can assure everybody that's listening. Yeah. It's five decades worth uh-huh. of punk rock. It's starting from the beginning and even up to now with bands that are, that are presently on tour. Right. So I think that the important thing is to, represent everybody in the punk rock scene. Right. And, yeah. and to have this sort of inclusivity to it, you know, it, it's just not, Hey, it's California or, Hey, it's New York city or, Hey, it's Los Angeles punk rock from the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's all of those things. And it's much more because there's an interesting thing that, that punk rock had started and sort of the vibe and the energy of that, That, that still continues, but everything around it has changed, right? Mm-hmm. So you have technology that moves super quick now, yeah. and then you have the ability to have uh, information at your fingertips and music at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So all these things have changed, but the spirit of punk rock music, it stays the same, right? So to be able to show, okay, here's what it was and here's what it is, Yeah. Uh, and and everything that it's influenced, you know, from fashion to art, you know, and obviously other bands, you can kind of trace some bands lineage back to the influence early on from earlier bands. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I had a question for that this morning. Someone wanted me to ask you, Okay, but are you covering like the 70s and the, the 80s? So I'm happy Absolutely. to hear that. I'm very happy to hear that because, uh, like you said, some people could think, oh, yeah, it's just a fat records museum and stuff. But you just put all the business aside just to well, focus well, but on it. You got to think about it. It's, you know, it's, you know, uh, Brett Gerwitz from Epitaph is, is uh, involved. And uh, obviously it was Fat Mike's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. idea, right? And he's been the guiding the ship. And for me, me, I think that like they, they started as punk rockers way before Epitaph and way before Fat Records started. Yeah. And it, so all, it all started it, it, with passion. It all started because of a punk rock passion uh, at the beginning. Well, yeah. And, and that energy, you know, and that sort of do it yourself spirit, it, it, it continues. Right. Yeah. And like I had said, like, that while the spirit stays the same, all these other things have changed around it, you know? So it has a different, the face of punk rock music might've changed, but that spirit and the roots of it mm-hmm. are, are always the same. Yeah. So how was the process of collecting the stuff? Because it's, from what I understand, people in the punk rock scene uh, made some donations, they gave items, but so how... How did it go? You know, well, you know, when we started with the idea, 
uh, Lisa, who I, you know, Brownlee, who I had said, you know, had this idea with Fat Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, she started to head up the artifacts sort of team. Right. And so that that's okay. Hey, I'm going to make a list of these potential 300 bands to start with. And then Melanie Kay, uh, who's our, the museum publicist, hey, but awesome. Hey, Mel, I know you're listening. Yeah, but, I love Mel. Uh, so you, you had Melanie Kay, who's part of Artifacts. And then there's Mona and then Brian Gersinger from, from uh, Nightbirds. And, you know, you go down the line and you would just start outreaching to, to bands that we had talked about that were originally mm-hmm. on the list. And then... Uh, you would go to them, Hey, here's what we're doing at the museum. Do you have anything to donate or to loan? Right. Mm. So oh, yeah. to be in the museums, not a, Hey, you're giving us your stuff. It's Hey, first and foremost, can you loan us your stuff for three to five years? Wow. So, and, and then from that point on, there's some people who are like, well, I, I don't have to loan it, but I, I'll give it to you. I'll donate it to the museum mm-hmm. to make it part of the permanent collection. So I, I think that uh, th- there's two headspaces. When you talk to somebody about it and you go, hey, here's the museum and this is what we're doing. Uh, we'd like to have something on loan from you. You know, because it's pretty, it, it would be pretty insane just to start off with, hey, can you give us a bunch of stuff <laughs> for the museum, right? Can like, you give me your first guitar ever? <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we want your stuff, right? Like, we don't care how personal it is. We just want it. You give it to us. But it, it, it's not that. It's, it's, on, it's yeah, yeah. on loan, right? So, uh, and there's some things that have been donated, and that becomes part of our permanent collection, mm-hmm. right, that we have. Oh. So, to, to answer your question, I'll shorten it up a little bit. There's a team of people that, for the last year and a half, have been contacting Uh, a massive list of punk rock bands from every decade, from every scene, any kind of genre that could be inside the, the Mm -hmm. um, square that's called punk rock music. Ah, but was it harder to find stuff from the seventies? Because you want to cover all the case, but I guess that sometimes it was just harder. You know, you know what? It's all of it's equally hard. Right. Because because, you know, and uh, while I'm not I'm not sort of leading the charge on artifacts, I I can tell you that, you know, it's to motivate somebody to go, I have this. Can you sign this contract? Mm -hmm. Can can you pack it? We're going to send you a packing slip. Can you put it on there? And get it to your front door for someone to pick up. I mean, it's 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 band guys and uh, band girls, and they're punkers. So it makes uh, getting getting people motivated a little bit tougher sometimes, oh, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, that that to me, the motivation and sort of the arrangement and the scheduling that always proves to be the toughest. You know, it's. Hey, you know, during COVID, it was easier because oh. uh, there wasn't a lot of touring, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then when touring started back up, you go, hey, can I get this? Oh, I'm on tour and I won't be back. <laughs> oh. And I have it in my storage space, so I won't have time to do this before the other tour starts. Oh, so I haven't thought about that. <laughs> I 
haven't thought no, about all the logistic. The scheduling was the hardest part, right? To, to find that, to rally enough to give someone motivation to do all of this uh, sort of detail oriented work uh, on their time off between tours. Yeah. And the distance too, because you have to go a lot in LA. I don't know, everywhere, probably in the States, maybe in Sweden and in the UK. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. And what, um, is it going to be, uh, like you said, a permanent, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, show? No, exposure? How do you call it in English? Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, there, there's going to be a, a permanent collection, collection. right? Mm -hmm. But it, it's not necessarily the exhibits. Exhibit, uh, that's for, the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, uh, that they'll, they'll continue to grow. So we, we've talked about it and we consider the Punk Rock Museum a living museum mm -hmm. where we continue to find artifacts, we continue to add to the exhibits, Mm -hmm. And we shuffle it around. So every time that you'd be in the museum, you'd have something new to see oh, and yeah. to be able to even play. Like we have the jam room that's there where you can pick up Fat Mike's uh, bass or nice. Fletcher from, from Pennywise's guitar and play it. Or, you know, you have Johnny Thunder's amp that you can wow. play a guitar through and things like that. So that's right. Uh, <clears throat> Each time that you would come through, there'll be a ever-changing experience. Ah, you know, that's for, for that's amazing. With like well, special have, teams sometimes or, yeah. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have temporary exhibits that uh, are switching, right? Uh, so we have two now that, that we're, we're locking in on that will start when the museum opens. But then every six months we're we're striving to have some new exhibits temporary exhibits come in nice uh, but but for for me i think the the cool thing is that it's it's not just going here's the museum and that's it mm -hmm. right it it's like continually a, uh, to yeah it's continually yeah. finding artifacts and adding them to the museum it's continually finding bands that may have like uh slipped through the cracks Right. Mm -hmm. And you find them finally and go, we would love to have your stuff. And, you know, you onboard it from that. Like, so I think that, you know, without confusing anyone, it's that we're never going to say, here's the finite collection of the punk rock museum. Yeah. It will always continue to grow. Exactly. And I, from what I understand, uh, you, you were talking about a jam room, but it's it's not only like I'm going to watch stuff and I leave. So it's a whole experience. I see that there's a going to be a bar, a tattoo um, shop, shop yeah. even a wedding chapel for real. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in Vegas, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Uh, people people have you know gone there and just specifically to get married right like so uh we decided that hey you know we're going to do a, a wedding chapel but we're also <laughs> going to do a place to celebrate uh punk rockers lives that might have passed right so mm -hmm. oh. we'll have uh that same area is is the the r.i.p room uh, and also the the place where you would get married uh, right so the beginnings and the ends together uh you know the, the 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 thing for me is that you know when you go into it 
the the punk rock museum we're we're all you know from the beginning have talked about making sure that there's like that experience right when you mm-hmm. go there you now you have the bar and you can get married you can get tattoo shops you could be in the jam room and that that was an important thing to be able to have this sort of ground zero you know mm-hmm. and mike had called it hey this is like our church, like the church of punk rock, you know, he was quoted as that. And for, for me, I I believe that we want, we want to have a place where if if you're identifying as a punk rocker, a place that you could go into and go, this is, this is home. This, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, represents me. uh, And and you could find somebody or Mm -hmm. something uh, to identify with when you're in there, you know? So it was important to be able to really, uh, make it inclusive. Right. Yeah. So, and, and not just go, Oh, it's just, here's a bunch of white dudes that are punk rockers. It, it's not that there there's gender and sexual orientation, exactly. everything, you know, we wanted it to be inclusive. Yeah. So and I, I, all, all ages too, because like you said, you're covering like a, all decade decades so i personally is more i am more into like 90s stuff but some people could go there and like oh my 80s era (laughs) you know what there's a whole bunch of people who love 80s punk rock because when you think about punk rock you know you're like oh it's black flag you know for me when i think punk rock black flag and dead kennedys Mm -hmm. and then you have bad religion and circle jerks but you know a friend of mine Uh, who's much younger and he goes when I think of punk rock I I think of you know uh no effects and lag wagon and Mm -hmm. you know you go you go down that and then uh I have an intern and she's like when I think of punk rock I think of fallout boy and I think of messed and I think of Ritalin kids and and uh Some some bands that, you know, uh, older 80s folks would be like, that's not punk rock. But we're not there to define what punk is. We're there to, the, yeah. you know, put it out there and <laughs> let people come in and look at those different scenes from different times. It's not the punk rock gatekeeping museum. It's no, it's not museum. that. It's not that at all. <laughs> it, it, it's celebrating all of punk rock music. And that's the awesome part of it for me. Yeah. Do you feel like people is people are nostalgic and it's gonna be like super emotional for them to I I hope so, right? Because I I I know what punk rock meant to me when I first started uh, mm-hmm. and found punk rock and first started listening to punk rock, and I know what it still means to me. Mm-hmm. Uh so I hope that when someone shows up they go, Oh my god, this is this means so much because mm-hmm. It meant so much and it could still mean, you know, they, they're still punk rocker, but uh, there's some people who, when they were teenagers, they found punk rock music and, you know, kids and work and life gets in the way of going to shows and yeah. even following your favorite bands from back then. So being able to go in and immediately find the thing that you fell in love with around punk rock, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so for, for instance, I, I, I checked the Instagram page of the punk rock museum and I saw a lot of great videos because some of some punk rock artists are presenting what they are, uh, donate or loan. So like, for instance, yeah. today you posted about Lil Joe, 
talking about a, yeah. a base story, <laughs> Fat Mike and uh, Ross Rankin, yeah. Circle Jerks, um, Dick from uh, Subhumans, Big Dindy Kids Table, uh, etc. Black Flag stuff. So it's great. So people it, can already have an idea of what is going to be in there. No, you know, you, ha you have that. The, the cool thing is to be able to hear about the artifacts from the artists themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So hearing like, what I, I do the social media for, for the museum. So I, when I put up the little Joe video today, hearing him go, oh yeah, when I was in RKL, this was the base that I used. And then, you know, Mike, that was, you know, RKL was his favorite band. And yeah, then he bought, I bought a similar base, right? And then later broke it. But uh, I think hearing those stories and being able to have a story that's attached to the artifact, mm -hmm. that's, that's cool, man. That, that's, the, that's not just going, well, here's a guitar and it was played by so-and-so and it's up on a wall. To be able oh, yeah. to hear the story, even a brief story right from the artists themselves about the artifact is cool. I also really love the story of... Um Laura Jane Gray's shirt. She's telling the story about it. It's incredible. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I, and I think that that even goes with, you know, what I had said, you know, you're talking about, you know, Laura Jane Grace, you know, that's completely detached uh, uh, against me mm -hmm. and, and uh, Laura herself completely detached from like a California punk rock scene. Right. Yeah. And to have, to have her part of the museum, that's equally as important as any X band from the eighties, right? Yeah. Any, uh, anyone from the seventies, anyone like, so the importance isn't about the decade. The importance I, I think is about the artist. Totally. Wow. And if we talk about like the operational thing, so people have to visit there. Are you, gonna do some virtual visits for people who can't go there for money reasons or I don't know what do you you know what we, we we talked about it briefly right where it would be uh, something online where you can you know take a, a virtual walkthrough uh, you know some exhibits and things like that but right now we're focusing on getting the museum open yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later we can kind of add that component where somebody who's from Indonesia or Japan exactly. or, you know, I mean, even somewhere, you know, it, it could be a close enough place, but they're too young to travel or they, they just can't travel to Vegas or exactly. don't want to travel to Vegas. Who knows? But uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that's an important thing to have, right? Like to be able to go in and, kind of virtually uh, walk the museum a little bit and see what's oh, going yeah. on. I think it would be amazing. So everyone could have a chance to see that. Yeah, uh, that's great. So, and when is the opening? I'm excited. I want to go well, there. It's January 13th is when we plan on uh, opening the doors and yeah. kind of start the journey, right? Uh, for, for us, we'll be doing a little bit of... Uh, kind of soft openings, you know, inviting some people out to kind of walk and kind of shake off any kind of, uh, a, you know, opening yeah. stuff that could happen. Right. So, uh, but on the 13th, that's our official opening and, uh, 
we're planning on some surprises and planning on some events that are around it. Uh, I'm, we're not quite there yet on all of that, but I know that uh, we're in talks uh, wow. of being able to find something cool. Yeah. So do you have a lot of um, steps to do since uh, until then or everything is kind of ready? Oh, no, no. I, I mean, it's, it, it's something brand new, right? And it's a brand new business. So there is a, uh, a, a mega sized laundry list of stuff to do. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, when I think about that uh, on one side, I go, uh, I have a panic attack about it, uh, because there's so much stuff, but yeah. on the other side of it, it's, it's super exciting. Right. And with any new thing that you do, there's always a learning curve, number one, mm -hmm. and there's always a lot of stuff to do. You know, what oh, may, yeah. may have taken X amount of time this first time, when you learn your lessons from it, it takes, you know, half the amounts later on. Right. So this is new for everybody. Mm -hmm. This is uh, no one in our group of the punk collective has ever opened a museum. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so the learning, the learning curve uh, of the punk collective for opening up the punk rock museum, uh, it's a pretty big one. <laughs> But you're not alone in this. You have a great team. Which you... you know what? The, the team of people, uh, it, for me, it, it, it's a, a dream team to be able to work with, you know, A, some of my heroes, mm -hmm. but some people that I've known for a really, really, really long time. So uh, when you like and respect the people that you're working with, mm -hmm. it, it definitely makes uh, life easier. Oh, yeah, it's it's a family now because it, it, it's definitely it goes beyond the punk rock collective. It, oh, yeah. it feels like the punk rock family, right? Wow, that's amazing! And I think people can already buy some package to to right. visit and some special stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Right now, you can buy seven different uh, bundles that include bundles, yeah. like mm -hmm. yeah, uh, that lifetime. Uh, Well, some are a year's tickets, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a ticket that's, you know, uh, good for a year. There's other bundles that are good for the life of the, the their lifetime, the lifetime yeah. of the museum. Uh, and th there's some funny things in there where, yeah. you know, if, if you, uh, if you uh, buy a specific bundle, we can name a toilet stall <laughs> after you and have a little thing on there. Uh, So there, there, there's some cool things and you could check out those bundles at uh, our website, which is the punk rock And uh, for us, probably in the next maybe three or four weeks, we'll have single tickets up mm -hmm. uh, for sale uh, without bundles and bundles will probably go away towards the end yeah. of the year and you won't be able to get them anymore. Uh, more exciting though. And we haven't announced it officially yet, but uh sometime in November, we'll be announcing uh, tour guides and tours. Uh, so when you buy your ticket, you can also buy uh, to be, a, you know, buy a ticket to be a part of the tour with X person wow. that uh, was and still is uh, or still is in a punk rock band. Uh, they could take you around the museum and mm -hmm. say, Hey, I was there when this happened, and oh, here's my story about that. So rad. I, I think that that to me is exciting to be able to hear uh, stories from the perspective of people that lived it. 
Yeah. Right. And, and to kind of take you around the museum and, and hear their thoughts on, on when they started as a band and the bands that they loved and the bands they toured with and things like that. So uh, that's, that's exciting to me. And uh, I think we'll, we'll announce in November sometime. I'm not nice. sure. When so some artists and uh, people in the punk rock scene will travel there, stay there, make some like private guide stuff. Ah! 100, 100%. That is the plan. So rad. I love this. That's great. So I'll be in touch with you for um, the opening stuff and I'll, I'll promote it, of course. And uh, awesome. the listeners can check the show notes. I'll put all the links to uh, so they, they, they will find the information easily. Before we go, uh, what's up with your music projects and everything? You know what? Everything everything is is uh, on hold because mm-hmm. uh, everything is the punk rock museum, right? Yeah, so you're pre- uh, pretty busy, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I I had stopped touring, and uh, immediately when I stopped touring, I started to to work on the museum. I've done some music with uh, the Inevitable, yes. and that's a a comic book uh, band that. Uh, is in the ska, punk, and ska reggae world. I love this uh, band. So yeah. If you want, if you want to check out the Inevitables, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that said, if you want to check out the Punk Rock Museum, that would be even cooler. Oh yeah, cool. Thank you so much, Vinny. It was amazing to have you on the show, and thanks for having me. Good job for doing this. I think all the punk rock community will be super excited to go, and yeah, we need this. I, I'm excited, Ben. I'm excited to share it with everybody, and I, I'm uh, re- really humbled to be a part of it. I'll be uh, honest. So, I think, yeah, I think Fletcher said it's going to be a soundtrack of our life, and I, I love the way he said that. And yeah. Fat Mike said uh, it's going to be some education for the mainstream, so it, it can make p- uh, punk rock more accessible to everyone that thinks that it's a dangerous music. <laughs> Well, you know what? It it was dangerous and sometimes it still is. Right. But with that said, there's a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, respect to the people that have been around it and Mm -hmm. that have built uh, the punk rock community up and continue to. Right. Mm -hmm. From uh, being, you know, obviously band members, but record labels and press Mm -hmm. and magazines and go down the line. Much respect to uh, the people and uh that kind of keep that the the do it yourself spirit going, you know, yeah. and, and continue to uh, uh, make it an awesome place oh. and community to be a part of. That's beautiful. Thank you. Have fun at the fest and uh, try. yeah, punk your life. Bye. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Let the right of passage come in and do their damage. And it will
for today is for the band The Little Rock from Bali, Indonesia. They are playing skate punk melodic hardcore. They were formed in 2001. I can't believe I didn't know them before. Um, if you're a fan of Belvedere, 88 Fingers Louis, you're gonna love them for sure. They released a new EP earlier this year. I think it was in February called No Humanity. So let's listen to their song No Humanity. can also make a donation via PayPal or buy me a coffee. I'm very excited to be there next week. But until then, punk your life!